Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Lewis S. Black coming to you with another podcast. Tonight's topic was inspired by something that I saw on Facebook coming from one of our sisters. And at first I was kind of like, eh, because I was thinking like, man, I hate when I hear this, but I had to realize it does need to be addressed, which is the classic saying, what about black on black crime? Only reason it gets a little frustrating is because the what about black on black crime comes up every single time that a brother is murdered by these police, the police that are supposed to be protecting and service. And I guess it just got a little frustrating at first because it seems like it's the same reboot of a movie just a different type of sequel or whatever or if they can if i can reword that better it seems like it's always just the same shit different toilet brother gets murdered by the police brothers get mad brothers protest brothers march some brothers loot some brothers vandalize property We start getting the conversation going about police brutality and racism and our unfair treatment. And then that question always comes up. But what about black on black crime? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be fair and I'm going to be objective and I'm going to be solution based during tonight's episode. I'm explain where I feel that black on black crime comes from, and I'm gonna break down a few solutions. I'm gonna tell y'all like I told a brother earlier, black on black crime comes from the three P's. Take notes if you will, mental or jot it down on a piece of paper. The three P's. First things first, poverty. Most black on black crime is a poverty situation. Even if you got some hood rich D boys killing each other, it's for the love of paper. So how about this? Let's don't, let's just be fair. Just as somebody wants to try to contradict me, just in case somebody wants to contradict me and say, okay, sometimes there's brothers that's balling that will kill each other. Okay. Paper. Paper and the fact that paper got them up out of poverty. So in some situations, it's a poverty situation. We're in a situation of poverty. Brother kills another brother because somehow, some way, he's trying to get a couple of dollars. Or he's trying to get his hands on some dope, usually. Because usually, it's either money, drugs, or pussy that gets brothers killed. I guess that's another P that I might want to throw in there when it comes to black on black crime. So we got pussy, paper, 
poverty, proximity, and pettiness. All right? You kill a brother over some paper. That's self-explanatory. All right, it was for the love of money. Just like Bone Thug said, for the love of money. And look how much violence they talked about in that song. So that's paper. Poverty. Okay. You're poor. You're frustrated. Pettiness. Which usually comes from poverty. A lot of poor people are petty. And if you want to really be honest and get out of the now, you have to admit that a lot of petty shit that you see in the black community is in the poor communities. Poor people like to argue about petty shit because they're not being progressive. They have nothing else to do. You know what I'm saying? Either you don't have a job or your job ain't about shit, which leads back to poverty, which leads back to you getting petty. Because a real job is going to have your ass worn out to where all you want to do is just sit back and relax and be peaceful. There's a lot of peas that's going to come up in here. And the peas is what's leading to black on black crime lack of peacefulness a rest an unrestless type of energy pussy please like I said before I think pussy is just self explanatory brothers get jealous somebody didn't holler at your girl somebody smashing your girl you know what I'm saying Rather than charging it to the game, like a pimp, you decide to pull out your pistol. And you handle that off of emotion. Part of the problem with black on black crime is you have a lot of emotional brothers running around that are packing pistols. A man's natural disposition is to think with logic. A lot of times if you're using logic, logic will tell you that nine times out of 10, unless you are defending your home and or defending your family, Defending your woman, defending your children, defending your siblings that are in your home, defending one of your parents that are in your home, or just defending just a family member, period. Black man, you have to sit back and ask yourself on a logical note, is this worth it? Is it worth me not getting into the pearly gates and going to hell because I murdered somebody over some petty shit? That's number one. Because see, everything else I'm about to talk about is temporary because life is only temporary. 
but spending an eternity in hell because you decided that you wanted to kill somebody over some dumb shit that was not even rationalized some shit that was not called for that could very well land you in hell second thing when you think on a logical level black man you have to ask yourself is me killing this person worth a heavy conscience a conscience to where I can't sleep at night a conscience to where this brother may haunt me in my sleep. Me killing this man may haunt me in my sleep. Restless nights. I heard through the grapevine from someone that sat me down and told me about when they talked to a real killer that sometimes that shit haunts them. This one might hit home. Another P, is it worth time in prison? Is it worth going from being a free man that can choose between McDonald's or Wendy's, that can choose whether to stay at home or to drive around the city until you have no more gas in your car? Is it worth giving up that type of freedom? Is it worth giving up the freedom of being able to be around women? Whether it's your woman or a whole bunch of women? Is it worth only being able to see your family inside of some punk ass visiting room, sitting at a table, trying to hold a conversation amongst a whole bunch of bunch of brothers that also did some dumb shit trying to hold conversations with their family? Is it worth that inconvenience? Prison is inconvenient for a reason. It's supposed to keep you from doing dumb shit to go in there. So you gotta ask yourself that a lot of times before you decide to sit up here and just do a crime, period. And a lot of brothers don't think they don't think about the logical side of it. What I just gave you right there was logic. On a spiritual level, earthly level, these are the reasons why you don't want to commit a crime against your brother or anybody, especially when it comes to murder. Murder is really what we're talking about. Because when people talk about black on black crime, let's just keep it real. Y'all aren't really talking about theft. Y'all aren't really talking about the assaults that we sit up here and that we watch on the internet and go, ooh, ah, he beat his ass. That's not what y'all tripping off of. So let's just talk about what everybody's issue is, which is murder. That's what you're talking about. You're talking about black on black homicide. And I just broke down some of the reasons for it. And of course, I don't condone any of those. I'm just giving you the psychology of it. A lot of black brothers were raised by women. And this is not to disparage women, but we're just talking science right now. Scientifically, 
women are wired to be more emotional. Scientifically, men are wired to be more logical. Scientifically, women run on estrogen. Scientifically, men run on testosterone. Testosterone will have you real aggressive. So now we're mixing testosterone, ego, and nine times out of ten, you've got a brother that was raised by a woman. An emotional woman. And he's got a pistol. Testosterone. An emotional man. And a loaded pistol. And a petty situation. Somebody's finna die. So that's how a lot of black on black crime gets started. Brothers not thinking logically. Brothers packing heat. Not to sound old school. I know that sounded real 90s, but brothers packing heat. Next thing you know, boom, somebody gets smoked. Now we got one in a coffin and one in the jail cell. And now we have another single mother out here for us to raise a kid on their own. And oh, that's just the brother that goes to jail. Then on the other side, the brother that got killed, we create another single mother household. And we're leaving her to raise a man on nothing but her logic. Emotion. Emotion. And of course, I'm not saying that women don't have the skill to be logical. Of course, I am not no chauvinist. Anybody with a brain can be logical. I'm just talking about what we're more predisposed to. Just like, obviously, a man can have an emotional side and a logical side. Same thing with a female. They have a logical side and an emotional side. So what we're talking about is what drives a person? What does a person lead with? We need our brothers to lead with more logic and less emotion. And we've got to get rid of that aggression that we have towards each other. Now, along with all of those P's that I broke down that caused black on black crime, another thing is self-hatred. And that self-hatred, that's something that, man, <laughs> that goes back to Jim Crow. That goes back to the Willie Lynch letter. And normally I would hate to be sitting up here and reading something off to you verbatim because I feel like I'm here to really kick out my opinion and my philosophy on something but sometimes I do have to go ahead and read to you guys like it's a classroom and this needs to be read 
because it really needs to hit home. So if y'all give me a second, I'm going to pull this up so that I can actually read this to you. Because it's deep. Greetings, gentlemen. I greet you here on the bank of the James River in the year of our Lord. 1,712. First, I shall thank you, the gentlemen of the colony of Virginia, for bringing me here. I'm here to help you solve some of your problems with slaves. Your invitation reached me on my modest plantation in the West Indies, where I've experimented with some of the newest and still the oldest methods for control of slaves. Ancient Rome would envy us if my program is implemented, as our boat sailed south on the James River, named for our illustrious king, whose version of the Bible we cherish. I saw enough to know that your problem is not unique, while Rome used cords of wood as crosses for standing human bodies along its highways in great numbers, you are here using the tree and the rope on occasions. I caught the whiff of a dead slave hanging from a tree a couple of miles back. You are not only losing valuable stock by hangings, you are having uprisings. Slaves are running away. Your crops are sometimes left in the fields too long for maximum profit. You suffer occasional fires. Your animals are killed. Gentlemen, you know what your problems are? I do not need to elaborate. I'm not here to enumerate your problems. I'm here to introduce you to a method of solving them. In my bag here, I have a foolproof method for controlling your black slaves. I guarantee one of you that if, if installed correctly, it will control the slaves for at least 300 years. My method is simple. Any member of your family or your overseer can use it. I have outlined a number of differences among the slaves and I take these differences and make them bigger. I use fear, distrust, and envy and control purposes. These methods have worked on my modest plantation in the West Indies and it will work throughout the South. Take this simple little list of differences and think about them. On top of my list is age. But if there is only because it starts with an A, the second is color or shade. There is intelligence, size, sex, sizes of plantations, status on plantations, attitude of owners, whether the slave lives in the valley, on a hill, east, west, north, south, has fine hair, coarse hair, or is tall or short. Now that you have a list of differences, I shall give you an outline of action. But before that, I shall ensure you that distrust is stronger than trust and envy stronger than adultation, respect or admiration. The black slaves after receiving the indoctrination shall carry on and will become self-refueling and self-generating for hundreds of years, maybe thousands. Don't forget, you must pitch the old black male versus the young black male and the young black male against the old black male. You must use the dark skinned slaves versus the light skinned slaves and the light skinned slaves versus the dark skinned slaves. You must use the female versus the male 
and the male versus the female. You must also have white servants and overseers who distrust all blacks, but it is necessary that your slaves trust and depend on us. They must love, respect, and trust only us. Gentlemen, these kits are your keys to control. Use them. Have your wives and children use them. Never miss an opportunity. If used intensely for one year, the slaves themselves will remain perpetually distrustful. Thank you. Boom. That Willie Lynch letter is too long for my podcast. But that right there is another reason for black on black crime. 1700, right? 1700s. We can do some simple math. He said, if used right, this should work for 300 years. Come on now. I believe it was 1712 when this letter came out. Simple math. If it was 1712 when that letter came out, he said this should go ahead and work for 300 years. He was basically trying to take these fools all the way into 2012. He knew that when none of them, even him, were going to be alive 300 years later. But he was like, I got a plan that'll work for 300 years or better. He's definitely surpassed that. Mission accomplished, because even back in 2012, we was doing the same shit that he talked about in that letter. Old against young, light skin against dark skin, tall against short, male against female. Females, y'all ain't off the hook because y'all don't get along with each other over some of the dumbest shit. Sometimes y'all commit black on black crime, because like I said, if you fight another sister, that is a crime. So how do we solve this? We acknowledge the problem. We acknowledge the fact that we are in a system that's got us playing against each other. We acknowledge the fact that, like Nino Brown said in New Jack City, it's dope in the hood, but none of us own a poppy field. We acknowledge the fact that none of us know how to manufacture guns but guns are conveniently placed in our neighborhood. We acknowledge the fact that a lot of alcohol and drugs are conveniently put in our communities so that they could fuel that self-hatred that is already programmed into us. We acknowledge that and then we do better. I'm not going to get too corny on you or too sci-fi But have you ever noticed whenever they make a movie about robots where the robots at one point are just robots just going with the flow, doing what they're told to do, doing what they're programmed to do. But then notice how a glitch goes off and these robots realize that they're being played. They realize that they're being used. And then they start using their own independent thought. And then all of a sudden. They stop doing the dumb shit. Same thing with us. If you know better. 
do better. One of my last points that I would make as far as a solution, when you say, what about black on black crime? We call each other brothers and sisters, right? Hey, what's up, my brother? Hey, what's up, my sister? How about rather than just saying it because it sounds cool, how about we really treat each other like brothers and sisters? Think about it. We all got siblings, most of us. Would you shoot your brother over a card game? Would you shoot your brother over some dope? Hell, even if it came down to it, would you shoot your brother over some pussy? Nine times out of ten, you would. Sisters, would you fight your blood sister over another man? Would you steal from your sister? Fellas, domestic violence, that's black on black crime. Would you knock the hell out of your blood sister just because she said something to get under your skin? Nine times out of ten, if you're a decent person, the answer is no. So if we're going to call each other that, then I think the solution for black-on-black crime would be that we really treat each other like brothers and sisters. Even though we don't have the same parents and may not share the same blood, we do share the same race and we do share the same struggle so even if we don't love on each other which not to sound corny but you know love can conquer hate and crime is nothing but one of the biggest versions of hate that you can think of so even if we're not loving on each other let's just go ahead and ease up off of each other and start working together Because right now, what happened with our boy George Floyd, that's letting you know that no matter, because that brother hopped out of a Benz. If I'm not mistaken, that brother hopped out of a Benz truck. You got to be working with some type of little paper or something in order to push a Benz anything. So what we have to realize is we got to stop segregating ourselves. Black folks will divide over just um, income levels. So what we have to realize is whether you are rich or poor, underground or famous like Amos, whether you are dark skin or light skin, tall or short, smart or dumb, articulate or you can't put two words together properly at the end of the day when they look at you when people from the dominant society look at you none of that matters they don't care whether you wearing Reeboks, Jordans, Pumas or Felines they don't care what neighborhood you stay in They don't care about none of that. 
all you gonna be is a nigga to them. And when we realize that, then we unite. Then we're like, oh, okay, let's start working together. And even if we're not working together, let's ease up off of each other. In closing, I think that uh, what'll really work is if we get up off of each other's nuts and we start working together. Rather than focusing on how we can harm each other, let's figure out a way to work together. And it ain't that hard. It ain't that hard. Let's spend a little bit more money together. Let's put a little bit of money together. I don't know what the prices are right now. But, you know, back in the days, there used to be fast food joints that you could franchise for like 50 grand. Imagine if five brothers were able to put their differences aside and put up 10 grand, as well as maybe some extra costs. Now you got a black owned spot, even though it's got a, you know, white name on it, you know what I'm saying, white reputation, is black owned. And the revenue is funding some black households, putting some black kids through school. I don't want to get too deep on y'all because there's always going to be somebody out there that wants to contradict me. So if I get too far left field, it's going to be somebody that wants to be like, well, you know, uh, and, I, and I don't feel like arguing with you mush mouth niggas. So I said what I said, and that's what I think. That's what I think the solution would be to black on black crime. And let's get up off of each other. And let's start working together. And let's realize that we have been pitted against each other. When you know better, you do better. I'm going to post this on my Facebook. I encourage people to do something that's never been heard of before, which is listen to the podcast first. And then come to me with your own set of solutions. No speculation. Solutions. Holla at me. Peace.